Welcome to the One Life for Life podcast. This is Daniel Patz. I'm the pastor of Faith Church of Linden, and we are at part two of Are You Called? And I guess we could call this part two, Are You Called? And what about the wife? And what about the family? We want to talk about that specifically. And uh, we talked about it last time in part one of Are You Called? We, we really talked about the calling itself. And I'm here with Miles O'Brien and Justin Phillips, two, the, two full-time missionaries with One Life for Life, who are really missionaries to the abortion-minded. And they're out at the two abortion mills in Genesee County. They're there. They're there or making sure they're covered every day that those, those mills are open. And, I, and so we're here today. We're, we're wanting to challenge, educate, equip people that are calling, feeling the call, the tug, the burden to get vol- to either volunteer or actually feel the full call to go full-time as a missionary um, in this really important ministry of evangelism and advocacy for the unborn. And so uh, we're here to talk about a really important subject as you think about the calling, and that is your calling. And what about her? What about my wife? What about my kids? What about this jumping into this? How is it going to impact them? And so I'd love to talk with you guys about this today. And and so we got we got Justin and Miles here. They're both serving full-time. They're husbands, they're dads. And so I want them to, to begin by telling us a little bit about their family. And, and so I'm going to ask, we'll start with you, Miles. I want okay. you to tell us about your family and then tell us how um, being a missionary with One Life for Life has impacted them. Okay. Um, yeah. So um, we're rel- a relatively young family. Uh, so my wife and I are both 26 years old currently. Um, our uh, oldest is six, and our youngest is two months old. Um, so pretty big span there. <clears throat> and uh, my wife and I, we've been. Um, just kind of growing together in in ministry. I think what's what's been a really big, really impacting on, on my family is like the realization that um, we're in ministry together. You know, um, that my wife is just as important um, in in this as uh, you know as me as the as a guy who stands out there. You know, um, and so we've really had to change. I wouldn't say you've had to, we've had to change our whole lives, but we've had to change our uh, perspective on what life mm-hmm. is. That life isn't, um, you know, being a missionary, not, life isn't just about the rat race. It's about um, the kingdom. And um, it's been really awesome to be able to minister to my wife uh, and to um, teach my kids about um, not only the evils of this world, but the goodness of God in mm-hmm. the midst of those evils. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a really great uh, time being able to, see um both i mean my kids sanctified through it uh i have believing children i've been been blessed with believing children and Mm. um my wife sanctified through it as well and so just the growth and holiness um since um since being a uh being in ministry has been really impactful as well Mm. thanks for sharing that we're going to get back to talking about your relationship with your wife as you come home and deal with this kind of junk and the difficulties that you face at work day by day. But Justin, let's would you tell us about your, your family a little bit and the impact on your family of being a missionary? 
Oh, yeah. So um, my wife and I have been married for, um, I think it's, we're going on our 19th year now. We have, yeah, we have nice. our 20-year-old um, and a 16-year-old. Um, and my wife is, uh, she's chronically ill. She has, um, um, chronic Lyme disease. And, uh, mm-hmm. so she has a lot of like, you know, health problems too and stuff. So it's impacted the family in a, in a good way. And, um, and I guess, and, but there was a lot of hard times going through it, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. getting, getting started and, and, um, going out there. And I, but I think it's, it's impacted us in a good way of knowing that and seeing that it's, uh, it's like like Miles said. It's the kingdom. It's about the kingdom. It's not mm-hmm. a, not about. And then we see sin for what it is more, and we see the world for what it is yeah. more. That it's that it's nothing in comparison to Christ and running after Him. You know. Okay, I just don't want to assume this, so I have to say that both your wives are supportive of what you're doing. Is that correct? Yes. Oh, ab- yeah. absolutely. Okay. And that's pretty important, right? That's critical. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, but but let's step back here. So someone's thinking about. This calling, uh, we talked about this especially last week or last episode, and so you're thinking about, should I step out in faith and and take this calling and become a full-time or even a majorly volunteering missionary here? Um, how often, I mean, did, did your wives get excited about that immediately? Do you think all wives might just feel the immediately the 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 call at the same pace that you felt the call. No, <laughs> okay. No. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think maybe that's just like the maybe the way we're we're wired differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I know as a as a guy, I'm kind of more gung ho. Yeah, and um, you know, I, I want to be a, a protector for sure. Um, but my wife, she's you know, she's a warrior. You know, and so um, when I was like, "Hey, honey, I, I you know I'd like to step out and 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 do this all the time." It wasn't like a, "Oh yeah, you know, just we're gonna, you know, storm the gates." So it was a, you know, her being a warrior and a bit of an overthinker. We had to, um, we had to have a lot of discussion. Yeah. <laughs> and what about you, Justin? Yeah, it wasn't at the same time for sure. Yeah. And um, and when I when I started, it was just I was volunteering, but a, a lot like every almost every day I was out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, God, God will, God ca- called my wife just like she, just like He did me, and will call the wife just like if you're you're called into this ministry if you're listening to this. And but it, it, it could ha- it's going to happen at different timing and mm-hmm. different um, different um, would you say quality no not quality but like quantity of mm-hmm. i mean like you might be like really called and she's called yeah. like but then, but then she'll grow if the you know, intensity in that, yeah, was intensity. high for you yeah yeah that's yeah good. yeah so that's how it's worked for me yeah and her yeah i mean you gotta have a would you say you need to have a good marriage to start to get going on this i mean if your marriage is really struggling you need to take care of that first. Would you say that's true? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Because I mean, um, that's your that's your primary ministry as a husband and as a father is to Amen. your your family. And um, while this ministry of ministering to the uh, abortion minded is important mm-hmm. and it is necessary, um, the your primary ministry is your home. You know, this yeah. is this is still secondary. While it is very important, it is. It is very God honoring. Um, so is being a father. So is being a husband. And um, you know, to have a 
a strong marriage and um, to be a faithful father is um, crucial. Yeah. Okay. Um, what th- what keeps coming to my mind is we're talking about calling the ministry. In many ways, it's like you're you're pa- you're doing pastoral ministry. You're preaching the gospel. You're caring for souls. Um, First Timothy three said, "An office of an overseer um, is to be a man above reproach. He is to be the husband of one wife." Um, which takes, he means to be sexually faithful. He needs to be faithful in all ways. It means he's the one woman man kind of person that cares and loves his wife as Christ loves the church. It's the way Paul said to the Ephesian church. And then he, he then says he must manage his own household well. So if, and, and so these, these are spiritual qualifications and it's important that missionaries, they, their, their first ministry is their, as you said, Miles, their wife. And then their family, mm-hmm. and that's really important. So, with that said, okay, what is your recommendation if you if you find yourself saying, "I feel called to this," and I'm not sure if my wife's there yet? Mm-hmm. What's your advice on that? Well, prayer, prayer is very important in that. And I think, um, I think in leading in the in the calling, you know, like if you're. If you're called, you pray for her and talk with her. It's communication mm. is is massive um, in any any marriage, but especially especially in something like this, you know. And I think that the family um, the family's our number one um, uh, ministry, like you said. And and but ministry of the family is you do that you do that while you're doing this. Mm. It's not like you have you know your family ministry over here and this yeah. this. It's 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 all in one, and when your when your family sees you running after Jesus and and offering help and, and like to to your neighbors and, and loving them as yourself, yeah. and then you're showing them the example as you look to Christ, yeah. right? So it's um, so I think that's important to to mention too. These are ways in which you've what some examples of ways in which I mean you have older kids, Justin. Yours are teens and above, and your yours are littler. Mm-hmm. Um, is there ways in which your children and also your wife has been able to partner with you practically assisting you or helping you in the, in your role as missionaries? Yeah, my wife's huge in the support and, uh, um, she, she, um, uh, just awesome. Um, so glad that, that God's given me her and, and for, to live with my whole life and to run after Christ with her. And, um, we've, she's, she puts bags together and always praying for me. Yeah. And we always talking and asking how things are going. And, uh, she doesn't, she doesn't feel well a lot of times, but she just gives mm-hmm. herself, you know, and like always, even, even though she doesn't feel, feel good, but she's given herself to, to support me and encourage me and help yeah. me. And, um, and so, uh, it's, that's what it's been like for what, do you, me. what do you mean by putting bags together? Maybe somebody doesn't know what oh, you Oh, yeah. Mean. Sorry. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, so we hand out these bags, get these gift bags to the moms, and um, uh, they have like a onesie and a diaper and a Bible and tracks and stuff in there and, uh, and a note. And so she, she, it was really cool the way God put this together. Like, Put that, put that on her heart like very early on. Like, we maybe we get these bags and we'll put a onesie in there and or something yeah. ba- to, to connect them with the baby. Yeah. Um. And then, and so she put these bags together, and um. 
And the first save that we were able to walk with, they were twins. And then we have a video of that, of the twins being saved. And really all James did was give the, give the dad a bag mm-hmm. and hardly ever, hardly even talked to him. But then, um, but then later God used that bag to save the twins. And you can see this story yeah. on there. But. Okay. Skipping back to something you said. So you have to help your wife come along. If God's leading you, you got to be patient, pray, communicate. Would you say, I think you said this, but you need to communicate your heart to her and take patiently, to, you know, and it might take some forethought and writing some thoughts out and really articulating, honey, I'm feeling this call and it's because of this and because of this and because of this. And I don't expect you to immediately come on board here. I, I trust if God's in it, he's going to work in you as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm, but I'm praying for you. Yeah. What would you add to those things, Miles, as you're thinking about helping husbands love and come alongside their wives in this process? Right. So, I mean, you feel called to to stand in the gap, but I think that's a beautiful thing. But uh, you're also called to love your wife as Christ has loved the church and um, gave himself up for her. And um, one thing that uh, is a quality that God has toward us that we recognize the quality that God has toward us is that he is patient with us, mm-hmm. you know, um, <laughs> which is praise God for that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And so, um, as we are really leading our families into this, um, be, be patient with your wife and, um, be gracious towards your wife as God has been gracious toward you and show her who he is as a, a patient and, and loving God and, and that you are, you're called to represent him to her. Now, with all this subject of, is my wife ready or she's not at the same pace? I think, I think we'd all say that there's some good reasons why she might not feel at the same intensity of calling at first. And part of it is it's quite often, it's not because women are more spiritual or less spiritual than us. In fact, they're often far more spiritual, more godly than us. It's just, they haven't been maybe exposed to that ministry in the same way. They haven't had those things brought to their attention in the same way. And so it's usually, it's often God's plan to, he's calling the husband and and then he's going to call the wife maybe at a different pace, sometimes at the same pace. Sometimes she might be, hey, I, I was waiting until you'd obey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that will be the case. Um, yeah. I think it's really sanctifying too that like God does it that way. Yeah. You know, that he gives you a spouse that uh, maybe is at a different place with with your calling, you know, and God is using mm-hmm. that different placement of your spouse to sanctify you and prepare you for the work of the ministry that he's called you into. It's like, man, when you look back and you see how God has prepared yeah, you, uh, you know, as a pastor, and, mm-hmm. and as we look back in our lives and see how God has prepared us, man, he uses all different things. And, um, you know, praise God for your for your wife and yeah. um that God is using her and to to sanctify you and you to uh, wash wash her uh, to sanctify her with the washing of the water of the word and um, and and to love her. Amen. And w- would you agree with this that if God is calling whoever's listening to this in God's timing, He will call His wife as well. And if He hasn't called His wife, you need to wait mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. not and not go forward. It, yeah, you would. Yeah, yeah, you want to make yep. sure you're on the same page. 
Mm-hmm. I just I, I just think that's really important that mm-hmm. together. I mean, I can't imagine as a pastor saying, "Yeah, I'm excited to take this church, but my wife isn't." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, she's she's not, and yet we want that. Now, here's here's a question I want to ask you: Is if you are a become a missionary of one life for life, will the ministry itself? You know, Eric is the president, and just the ministry infrastructure. Will they care for the family? Do they value the family? Oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I I agree. Um, you betcha. <laughs> like that was the uh, the phrase that like popped in my head. I was like, yeah, yeah. you better believe so it. Yeah. So that's that's an understatement. I mean, so you're saying that because because that's really important. I see that, and I'm really glad that there's a family centeredness that is say. The health of the family for Justin and Miles is really important. And I do hope that we, and I, uh, we as a, a ministry, One Life for Life, and your local church specifically will care for your souls. And that's going to be really important. So husbands or wives or a husband coming in and taking this, there needs to be an infrastructure. And we're concerned about having an infrastructure, a care, a community for your family yeah. to help them. And if I Amen. could... If I could add too that like um our wives are awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, honey, if you're listening to this, I love you, you're great. Um You really and, think she'd be listening to this? Oh, <laughs> maybe she's sick of hearing me No, I'm just kidding. She's awesome. Um but what's great is that our wives are are like I said, they're awesome and they're open to talk to to your wife. Mm-hmm. Uh you who are listening, who maybe your That's wife great. is um, you know, kind of on the fence and having that perspective coming from uh, you know, the, the the spouse perspective, you know, um, I think that's really important for Kara to talk to Emily was so huge, you know, and for um, other people that we know to to kind of talk and engage and and have that conversation with uh, with the spouse because like when you when you go into this, um, your wife is is in mission with you. You know, your family is in mission with you, and so um, what are what are the roles of the spouse in the mission and, and being able to talk to, um, you know, if you, you know, feel like you'd like to reach out to reach out to us and, um, you know, contact us and, and maybe have a, a conversation like we'd love to do that. Or if you know of anybody who's um, served in hard places, you know, with their wives and, and have that uh, opportunity to um, talk to them, I'd really encourage you and your spouse to do that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, with this subject of ministry and family as a missionary, I, I want to bring up this topic, and that is the two of you are on the front lines. You are in a battle zone, and the adrenaline's pumping in one minute. There's ups and downs. There's stresses, victories. And you're in a spiritual warfare. You come. You you've seen. You've heard news of babies murdered and saved. You come home to, to to your wife. Can you talk about that? Do you feel? Do you deal with anger? Do you feel? Uh, how do you deal with that? The the anger, the potential anger, angry anger that's in your heart about what you've experienced or the joys. I mean, walk us through that a little bit about that kind of coming home in the evening, dealing with those kind of things. Who wants to start out, Miles? Yeah, go ahead. Oh man, 
Yeah, I love to talk, so I might I might take off. <laughs> in case in case anybody hasn't learned, I you know I'll, I'll talk and kind of ramble on. But um, so because <clears throat> yeah, when I first stepped out and uh, I'd come home, like that was that was very real. That was a very real thing to deal with is um, coming home and um, you know you've bonded with these people and you've you've watched them just you've watched them kill their baby and walk away with you know. It, like nothing happened or, you know, and, um, it's infuriating. <laughs> it It is, you know, like, like if I'm, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you this isn't an emotional, emotional, uh, mission and emotional ministry. This is incredibly emotional, you know? And so how do you quell those emotions and how do you come home to your family mm-hmm. and how do you lead them and serve them? And, you know, you've just been frustrated. You've watched dads, you watch other dads lead their children to death. How do I come home and lead my children to, to Christ? And, um, you know, it, it, for me, it took a little bit of time. I'll, I'll, mm. I'll be honest and say that my first couple of weeks out there, I came home frustrated mm. and on edge. And, um, I know Kara, we had talked and she was like, man, I felt like I was on eggshells, you know, around you because, you know, you were just, um, you know, I was, I was so frustrated, you know? Um, but one thing that is super important you touched on is, is you've got to communicate with your family. Mm-hmm. You've got to communicate with your wife, um, you know, and let her know, like, cause some days are really great. Some days are really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, she's there. She's praying for you all day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, you don't, you don't realize it, but she is, you know, that she's praying for you all day. So, so talk to her and communicate with her, you know, and, um, one thing that I, I really had to realize is that my job as a as a father and as a husband is to reflect Christ. And Christ loved in serving, in serving others. And so my Amen. job is to come home and to serve, you know. Um, <clears throat> I may feel like, oh, man, I, I just had a really hard day and I just did all this and I just did all that and I just witnessed, you know, people do this. And, and so I need to come home and, um, and, and it's like, no. You shouldn't come home expecting to be served. Uh, you should come home and, and serve your family and do that. Um, and, and God's just going to change you. Um, it's really hard and to, you know, and it takes time, but He does, he, and He will change you. Um, you are going to experience emotion, um, but just trust in God um, and, and talk to your wife. Hmm. Justin, tell us about that. Thanks, Miles. Yeah. So uh, the first the first few months, um, I couldn't even when I came home, I was just wiped out. Like I was just exhausted. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even couldn't think about anything else. Like it was just um, I was just seeing this. Um, like babies just were killed right in front of me. You know, not far. I had all this crazy stuff happen, um, and it was just. And I would go try to have some semblance of normal life, and um, you know, you, you go to the store or try to try to go hang out with your family, and it's just like everything seemed so different. You know, yeah. it's like you know, you go to the store and you're like, well, uh, people walking around and they're just like totally oblivious to what just mm-hmm. happened right down the road, you wow. know. And so all this stuff, you know, so it, it took a while, and God. Um, helped and reconcile that and helped me to where I could now, um, after a, a little while, come home and still, um, talk to my family and, and have fun and be with them, 
mm-hmm. and not off in my, you know, with them, but in my own head, you know, yeah. thinking about everything. Um, so, um, but like Miles said, like communication is, is huge. And, I, um, it's something that Emily and I had to work with through and she, um, we came up with a, um, agreement, just like telling her everything that happened in the middle of that day, you know, and like communicating with her, like, uh, if something happens that I'm going to share on, on the Facebook page about, I call her first, you know, awesome. and tell her. And, and then we, you know, and then she's, cause she, she's praying for me all the time. She's praying for us all the time. And, and she's, she's out there with me, you know? And, and, um, so, so that's really, really important. And, and, you know, God's grace is awesome. And, and the, the, the more intense or the, the higher the, the thing, the, the more grace he supplies to, to, yeah. to do it, you know? And so it's been really good. That's really good. Is there anything else you want to add onto that, Miles? Um, <clears throat> well, just while you were talking, I was just thinking like, you know, maybe for the, the listener, you know, who is a, you know, who has a, a supportive wife, Right. Because like we've been talking about maybe the one who's, you know, the wife who's kind of apprehensive and or the spouse who's apprehensive. And, and what about the, the, you know, if you're very supportive, what can you do to help your husband or encourage your husband or uh, encourage your spouse while, while they're out serving? And one thing that I know Justin and I both do is uh, we talk to them on the phone, like mm-hmm. when we're out there and we've got some downtime, yeah. um, which I think is really, really important, mm-hmm. you know, um, if you are that that supporting in that supportive spouse, like um, communicating is is really important um, when you come home uh, as a missionary, as a missionary, and but also for the spouse that stays at home or the, the spouse that's not on the mission field, it's really important to uh, communicate that encouragement, to uh, communicate your approval, um, and even just like to communicate about your day. You know, you as a missionary should be telling your spouse you know, about your day and, and for the, um, the spouse to also communicate kind of like, cause it's kind of weird going from the mission field to, I guess you could say regular life, hmm. you know, but it's still good to be connected to that. Um, so if that's you, I would just encourage you to continue to, uh, voice your encouragement and voice, um, your approval for your spouse and, um, just keep loving each other. Wow. All this brings up the importance now and going forward for both of you guys and whoever you are out there that God is calling, because I, I do believe God will be calling some of you who are listening to this to 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 hear the call and and become a missionary. It's Praise re- God. Amen. <laughs> it's really important that we at One Life and, and pastors like myself and Eric and other elders um, come alongside of you guys and really help you. You have a very unique kind of job. With with you're experiencing firsthand trauma, and and to help you do what men already often are bad at, and that's communicating to their wives. <laughs> yeah, they, I yeah. mean, and they don't have to be going to abortion mills to actually drive home from their commute and and want to just grunt for the rest of the evening and not talk because they've talked a lot enough and they just they just want to veg and watch TV. Mm-hmm. And and that's not helpful to their wives. It's not helpful to their own souls. It's not helpful they need to listen to their wives day about their wives day and they need to share about their own life. And it's so important. I hope that we can help you guys and your spiritual walk, including your emotional and relational walk uh, with God. And that especially relates to your family. 
Now, you said something to me, so I, I just want one of you to share with me what you mean by this. You said your family are in the ministry with you. They're they're missionaries as well. What do you mean by that? Yeah, because we're cause we're one, you know, my wife and I, and so so it's a calling for the for the whole family, mm-hmm. you know, and and so my wife and and Miles' wife, like they they are missionaries also, and so just like just like a missionary family that would be, you know, you think of a missionary that would go overseas as their family, their whole family is part mm-hmm. of. With them, same same thing. I think here, you know, and and my 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 sons, they they know what goes on at the mill. They I talk to them and tell them what happened. They always ask me how it was at the mill and if there was any saves or what it was like. Or, mm-hmm. And uh, we bring bring them out to the mills. And now, mm-hmm. now that summer's here and um, out of school, we'd be out the mill more. And so so that's really important. Yeah, Good. because we're because we're that's the. The family ministry, yeah. You know, we're a, we're a team. Yeah, you know, our families are part of our team, and so your your wife, um, who has you guys are covenantally bound as one flesh before God to to encourage one another and serve one another and love one another. Like your your wife is in the fight too. Your mm. husband is in, is in the fight with you. You know, your kids are they're a part of it. If you know, it affects. It, like we were asking about our, you know, the impact of our family, you know, it affects all of our family, you know, and, um, that's such a beautiful mm. thing. That's such an awesome thing that, mm. um, you know, our families are, uh, are partnered with us, you know, it's, it's, it's part of that, you know, not, not being alone, you know, um, not, not being alone out there and not being there, um, by yourself, you know, um, that you have a, a spouse behind you. Do you have um you know okay. kids that you're leading and um that we're that we're all in this together we're all in this together for the for the glory of our king and our lord and our father um and uh, it's be- it's beautiful amen. amen amen as we wrap this up uh this reminds us how i think how much you value how we value the the importance of community in this missionary endeavor the community of your family is so vital. The community of each, you, the missionaries themselves together. I mean, you two guys, you guys are friends. He's my best friend. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys are partners that you guys love each other in Christ. You care for each other. You, you like to be together and, and, and there's a community in that that's really valuable. And then you have that community in your local church, mm-hmm. which is so important. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're being called to this, especially with One Life for Life, that's what we're calling you to. We're calling you to this kind of community. We want to call your wives into this community, your children in this community to come alongside of you in that partnership. Because that's that's what God's intended to, for you in that calling, if God is calling you to that. Mm-hmm. So it's very clear, right? You need more full-time missionaries, more part-time missionaries, more missionaries to come alongside you in this fight. Would you agree? Yes. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. And uh, and and you guys have have shared why you why you think this is so important. Um, can people get involved even on a voluntary basis? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we 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 think this is important as far as missionaries uh, because the these mills, these places are open during the day, right, for forty mm-hmm. hours, and um, and people have to work. They're working, so like this, mm-hmm. and it needs that 
there needs to be people outside of these mills when they're open. And so therefore we need full-time missionaries called in, in at these places. And then from there we built, we uh, have part-time and volunteers to kind of build a team around yeah. them because then, because that way they can, uh, if something comes up, they can not be at the mill for a day or, or they have something to do or they can, mm-hmm. they have that support system. Like you said, it's so vitally important. Yeah. Um, so they, so, cause we, well, our vision is that we, we land at these mills. We're planted outside the mills every other open until they close. Yeah. Only God, only God knows how long that each individual mill will be open. Um, Lord willing to be o- over soon and, yeah. and it will be over someday, but it, but it's, uh, so it's, it's building that team around mm. at each mill. Yeah. Great. And, and if you are interested and you're listening to this, you can reach out. First of all, you can go to One Life for Life. That's all spelled out, onelifeforlife.org. That's our website. <clears throat> you also could go to their Facebook page. Our Facebook page is at One Life for Life 365 on Facebook. And then you could actually go to that Facebook page and message, you go to the messenger part and you could send in questions, say, hey, I, I want to talk to Justin or I want to talk to Miles or someone maybe even a potential, you know, as you're getting serious about this, uh, Miles said, talking to their wives t- mm-hmm. to know about this more specifically, we really want to help answer these questions. If you want to get involved by just e- even taking steps by financially supporting on a monthly basis or coming to our banquets, um, I, I want to, one of the last questions that I want to ask and kind of leave people with is, is, are there helpful resources out there that have been to you as you're discerning your call or even just preparing or seeking to kind of just stoke the, the, the flicker or the fire that's kind of growing? Is there a book or books that have been inspiring, maybe resources or videos that have been helpful to either you, Justin or Miles? What, one book I pops in my head is, um, when justice is aborted by Gary North, that that was really good. Mm-hmm. And um, something that I always, I listen to when I need to, you know, the stoke the stoking of the fire is um, it's a sermon jam by John Piper, and it's mm-hmm. um called Radical Christian Sacrifice, and it's a little over nine minutes, but it it really yeah. helps me like you know when yeah. I'm down and stokes mm-hmm. the fire. Great. What yeah. about you, Miles? Um, one one book that uh, I would recommend just because like one thing that I get a lot um, is you get a lot of like you get a lot of dialogue and you have a lot of conflict you have um, opportunities to engage with the gospel but a lot of times you have objections that get in the way there's a really great book uh, by Vody Bauckham called Expository Apologetics Mm. uh, Answering Objections with the Power of the Word Um, really great book um, you know, for, for somebody who, you know, um, cause when you're out there, you're going to get people who's going to come at you and, you know, what about, what about victims of rape or, you know, what about, um, you know, this issue or that issue. And so, uh, how do you, um, how do you address them, but then also move past the objections so you can one have a, um, you know, a real discussion, but also present the gospel, and that book does a really great job of laying out um, what the goal in those conversations are. So I'd really recommend. Um, I'd really recommend that. Um, as far as anything else goes, I think um, Justin really hit it with the uh, when justice is aborted hmm. um, by Gary North. And um, yeah, that's all I got. 
great. <laughs> I'm just going to add something that stood out to me or was very impactful to me many years ago is John Piper has preached a lot of sermons on this. He would preach it every January. But one of them that stood out to me was a visiting orphans and widows and mm-hmm. the abortion culture from James, the book of James. Just You can find it at desiringgod.org. Just okay. really inspiring yeah. and really encouraging. You've been talking about preaching the gospel. You two men preach the good news, mm-hmm. the gospel of Jesus Christ. I think we need to end this One Life for Life podcast by one of you preaching the gospel and sharing the good news that you get to preach every day that you're out there. Who'd like to do that? I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. You know, um, and, uh, you know, it's a great joy to be out there and, and it's awesome to be able to to, to talk to people. And um, one thing that I always want to start with is, is that, um, you know, we don't save babies. That Justin and I have never saved a baby, that it's all been through the grace of God. And that that grace of God, we've, we've seen him save babies, but he also saves souls. That God, in his great love for us, while we were yet sinners, he died for us. That you and I, uh, before God, we've all sinned. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but we are justified by his grace as a gift to the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. That Christ Jesus, while we were sinners, he took the sin and he took the guilt and he took the shame and he took all of that, that we deserve the wages of sin that is death that we deserve. And he placed it upon himself. He he paid for our sin. He paid for our uh, our guilt and our apathy, and he died with it. He died with it. He took our the very nature, the very thing inside us that is at enmity with God, and he placed it on himself, and he died with it. And he rose from the grave in in gloriousness and and in might and in power, and he has uh, promised us and given us a holy spirit. He has given us a, a heart of stone and given us a heart of flesh. He has put a new and right spirit within us. And that is his, that is our uh, his Holy Spirit. That is our guarantee of our place in him. That he is seated at the right hand of the Father until all of his enemies are made a footstool for his feet. And we can have hope. We can have hope that this enemy that is abortion will be under his feet. That we can have hope that our sin has been destroyed and, and is under his feet and that we um, we now live to Him and, and we live to His righteousness and we and we live to um, to serve Him and so but it is by grace through faith that we are saved. It is all Him. He He saves babies. He saves souls. He saves sinners. And 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 the call of the gospel is to repent, to repent and believe on Him, to Amen. repent and to trust in Him to look to him, to forsake your sin and to see him for who he is. Cause when you see him for who he is, you see yourself for who you are. But, um, where we fall short, he, he is, he is exalted and he is lifted up and he is glorious. So look to him. Amen. Let us, let us as a church and as a people and as missionaries and as people who feel called, us repent and put our, put our faith in him that this is his work, that we are his workmanship and his craftsmanship and he will bring it through and see us through to Amen. completion. Amen. Amen. Let's close Praise with God. prayer. Mm-hmm. Father, I pray that you would call several people to this specific mission and many, many others 
all over this state and over this country to be missionaries for this great cause, for the sake of the gospel, among abortion-minded people, and for the sake of the unborn, for your glory. And use this podcast in just a little way in order to help them discern this calling. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining this podcast, One Life for Life podcast, and check us out at onelifeforlife.org. Thank you.